0: Like a 1960s spy thriller. Oh, yeah. Which is what it is. One of the greatest animes of this generation is called Cowboy Bebop. A series of intergalactic bounty hunters who are always on the move in impossible situations and always impossibly cool and wonderful. And this song right here is what the music sounds like through the whole series. You're like, I don't really like Japanese animation. That's like saying you don't like rap. Or you don't like country. What it tells me is that you're lazy. You haven't done enough homework. Cowboy Bebop absolutely rules. And the soundtrack... I don't even want to say what I spent on the vinyl version of this.
1: All I know is if my life has a soundtrack... This isn't it, because I'm not a, like a bounty hunter or oh, no. Need your mind,
0: but it's fun to watch from afar, right? Like it is. I I'm, I'm 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 get not gonna... exhausted
1: watching people that that energetic. You know? I'm not
0: going to jump off the cliff at a no. spaceport and no. land into my personal fighter craft, and then take off and barely escape the intergalactic authorities. <laughs> but damn, what a life that would be. From Cowboy Bebop right there, the main theme song. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 340. I'm not sure how that's mathematically possible. But here we are today. My name is Brian Oak, and that's Sean Bernard Shine. Sh- Did I call you Shine right there? Yeah, that's that's my new nickname. What's Shine not? and Bearnaise. No one's ever called...
1: Shine Bernays, yeah, it sounds like an appetizer. Or Why wouldn't written. you
0: go with that? I mean, like you could be a, a like a genuine TikTok influencer. Did you guys see the latest from Shine Bernays?
1: Oh, Shine Bernays! I tell you what, their um, tips and tricks on how to cook <laughs> uh, noodles without water—amazing. How would you do that? <laughs> how would you? That's why I said it. It's absurd, Brian. It's absurd.
0: All right, all right. I'm ready. Sean Bernard, is who yes, I was trying to say yes. before. It's good to see you. How does Thursday find you? Oh man, wow. Pretty pumped up about today.
1: <laughs> I gotta say that music reminded me of. <laughs> why I watched, are you always I, so I watched, sarcastic? I watched a little bit of Stephen Wright last night. One of his oh, yeah. deals from the '80s, and he he said, "What if? Wouldn't it be funny if uh, the coyote, like after 30 years of chasing the road, roadrunner, just finally caught up with him, looked at him and said." Oh, I'm sorry. I got the wrong guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like, that's just so after great. all the dynamite. <laughs> I know exactly. The rocket skates. My bad. The slamming <laughs> into the faces like, oh, oh, you're not who I thought you were. <laughs> oh, uh, what an idiot. I am. But I think no. you ask a, a more important question than I think you think you're asking right there, because everyone needs to question, why am I so obsessed with this? Why am I doing this? And sometimes you're right. But oftentimes we're very, very wrong. not speaking from personal experience How are you, by the way? I'm good, man. It's it's busy. It's hectic. My dad's out of the hospital. Thank goodness. My personal life is in shambles. My work life is just okay. So I I don't have any real complaints, you know? I mean, like, there are people out there that are dealing with genuine suffering Mm -hmm. and uphill climbing, but I'm okay. Was that a longer answer than you wanted? No. I'm glad to hear about your dad, though. He's doing better, man. I mean, lung cancer is, I mean... Even though he got the best possible prognosis and post-op, he is in the best possible situation. It's still fucking cancer, man. And one never knows what direction that might go. Mm -hmm. And so we hope for the best, but so far, so good. Here we are a week into his recovery and no complaints. I mean, other than, you know, the... (gasps) Because they took out part of his lung. Oh, uh, but sure. I, but he's, he's all right, man. But thank you very much. That's I appreciate good. that. I'm glad to hear it. And yeah. you know what? He doesn't listen to these, but my mom does. And oh, so yeah. she'll pass it along, too. Okay. To okay. Here Thanks, we are in the, Oh, sweet Judy. Here we are in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. That means that if you drink and drive, which you should not do, but people continue to do, which is why they're so successful, you are going to need help. You're obviously going to need legal representation. But on a much more mundane and practical level, you have to get back in your car. Whether or not you're found guilty, you lose your license. You are not allowed to drive. Don't be a scofflaw. Just take the small, simple steps you need to to get back into your vehicle legally and affordably with our friends at Smart Start MN. Yeah,
1: great people and personal friends are not going to shame you about uh, the DUI. They'll just help you and won't hold you in judgment maybe like your spouse and everybody else you know
0: wait what <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what go you're to
1: smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show that'll get you 20 percent off the installation of the ignition interlock
0: We uh, have a new sponsor on The Brian Oak Show, who we're going to talk to in depth. Every new sponsor gets an episode to their their liking. They get to pick the music. They get to talk about whatever they want, within reason, of course. Uh, And we're going to be talking to Scott McKay coming up just ahead. But in the meantime, I just wanted to espouse my personal excitement. I've reached a certain age where, especially on a school night, I do not go out to rock shows unless it actually matters. Now, coming up a week from Sunday, I'm going to go see Queens of the Stone Age at the Ooh. Armory because they're my single favorite band yeah. on the planet, as you may notice looking around at the decorations here yes. in the Smart Start MN studio. They're brilliant, and I'm so excited. They've got a brand new record, and I, my daughter and I have seen them together Seven times? Wow. Somewhere right around. We've traveled to see them. This is our mutual favorite band. She has more, some that she likes more, but by far my favorite band. I'm very excited they're coming back through town. However, I'm going to go see an artist that I've never seen before coming up this Monday, just a few short days away.
1: Back-to-back days of you? No,
0: no, no, no. no, Sorry, sorry. No, it's this Monday and then the following Sunday. Oh, I see. Okay. The following Sunday is Queens. This coming Monday, though, I'm going to go to the Armory to see Janelle Monae. Oh, wow. Now, Janelle Monet occupies this very... How many times do you think on this show I've said, I like people who don't have peers. I like people who are not like anybody else. Yes, she borrows from a ton. She borrows from some of the best. There's not another Janelle Monet out there on planet Earth. Between the presentation, between the sexiness, between the funkification of it all, she is a truly unique individual, and when I saw that she was coming, I reached out to a couple. I'm like, tickets? And they're like, yeah, tickets. I was like, and it's going to be a Monday night. It's going to ruin the rest of my week for being up that late because I get up at 4 a.m. the next day. Sometimes, though, you don't care. Now, she's got a brand-new record out, which she's touring and supportive, and I expect to hear a lot of it. But she's also got three previous records. who that Every one of them is brilliant. Every one of them represents an artist with a vision. She's sort of fascinated with dystopian sci-fi futurism. She's absolutely fascinated with funkiness. And now on this latest record, she's coming out, baby. She is not afraid of anything the future might hold because she's reached an age where she's like bleep you I'm doing Janelle Monae and I am so excited to go see this show this comes off her last record dirty computer which a lot of people called her prince tribute record and you will absolutely hear elements of prince in this from the sexiness to the funkiness to the production value all of it but it's still absolutely bulletproof and if she doesn't play the song I'm going to be very very sad Janelle Monae make me feel on the Brian Oak show
2: Yeah. Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I've got for you can't be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for you. You keep on asking me the same questions. Why? And second guessing all my intentions. She know by the way I use my compression That you got the answers to my confessions It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tension way you make me
0: is probably going to be so good, I might want to start drinking again. I won't, Sean. Don't worry. But damn, I mean damn, the Prince influence is obvious, but Janelle Monáe to me is one of the most interesting artists of our current time because there's really no one else like her and things if anything get even sexier on the latest record. I'm very much looking forward to seeing her live.
1: Is she looking forward to seeing you out there in the she crowd dancing with your thumbs no, out? Like no. a
0: lot of thumbs high yeah, thumbs like, low. Yeah, like oh, some elbows and thumbs. Yeah, no no no. I I've found a way to not embarrass myself too heavily over the years unless i was drinking which is why i will not be drinking on monday night i will simply stand there and bob my head like a respectful audience member but if it gets super sexy i might get up there and show them I, i might drop it like it's hot i'm just saying my name is Brian Oak, and that is Sean <laughs> Bernard. Uh, it is the Brian Oak Show, Janelle Monae. Bra- Sean Bernard, uh, that's yeah. the guy right over there. He is, in addition to being my friend, my cohort, my co-host, he's also the producer of the show <laughs> and a sponsor of this show because he is, by trade, a realtor. What's that all about? Well, you go to school uh, for a
1: long time. Uh, I maybe being... asked the wrong question. Oh, okay. Nobody
0: wants to go back that far. Okay. What does it mean to, to have a trusted believable, decent, kind, warm-hearted realtor on your side was the question I meant to ask.
1: Well, thank you for that. I think most of it comes down to you need to have empathy uh, and you need to ask the right questions of anybody that you go meet with and not try to get a quick sale and do a quick transaction because if you really dig deep, you'll figure out exactly what's going on with somebody when they're looking to buy or sell. Most people buy and sell because of a big life change, right? Uh, whether they're getting married, whether they're downsizing because their kids have graduated high school and left the nest. I've also handled a lot of situations where people are moving mom and dad into uh, maybe a a one-level living situation, that sort of thing, and they're helping out a family member. I do it all. And uh,
0: so- when you say all, have you ever helped a person... Who's a prepper who believes that the end is coming and they're moving into a Quonset hut that's buried deep in the earth. If they
1: say those things, I put my fingers in my ears and I say, la, 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 <laughs> la, 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 la. I couldn't la, help myself. La. I'm sorry. You were actually yeah.
0: saying something important. Yeah. You help all kinds of people. And what, what, what would you say sets you apart from the average realtor?
1: You know, I don't know that. I don't want to speak for other realtors. I think this is
0: your chance to trumpet I think, your own. I
1: think like any other business, there are people that are very greedy and self-serving. That's the way business is. Um, I'm not. I mean, I grew up in poverty. So for me, I I appreciate every single lead I get. That's. I don't know if that makes me different than other realtors. I just know that from my perspective, I really look at it with gratitude. When I just had a friend's... Uh, a friend reached out and and, and said, "We, w- I want to help my mother and father-in-law." And she was the one reaching out to me. And uh, they had been through some health challenges. And I just said, "I would be honored," and I meant it. I love helping people um, with all that stuff. And and you know, it's a sensitive time for that family. You know, they've been in the house for 35, 40 years. It's a big transition to move mom and dad out of that place that they love and all their memories are. So. Um, but yeah, like in that situation, I'm going to go show them some of the options of these are, you know, there's some senior living places. There's some places that aren't senior living, but they're one level, places with a lot of social activities, places without, you know, but I'm going to go in and do a real needs analysis with them and, and see what exactly they want for this next transition in their life. What
0: if I said the only thing I'm really looking for, I don't care where I live, but there's got to be pickleball within walking distance.
1: Well, that's not hard to find anymore, as you've seen, <laughs> as we as we drive along Minnehaha Parkway and the tennis courts have all turned into pickleball. <clears throat> they certainly Central. have. Uh, yeah. But yeah, call 612-859-2594. That number is also textable, and I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or band.
0: Which is not a small thing, because this is Sean's livelihood, but he's still donating to the community that he's a part of. And I don't know that, like, you know, obviously we're not fixing childhood cancer, but that's also sort of the mission statement of what we do right here, right? We talk about the community we live yeah, in. Absolutely. We talk about trying to improve it, or trying to inform people about what's happening in it, at the very least, might be a dance troupe performing just off the block, might be a major concert, might be a minor concert. It doesn't matter. These are the people who inform the parts of our daily life. And to me and Sean, I don't mean to speak for you, but I think you'll agree with me. These are the stories that interest us, right? Like these are the things we want to talk about. We love living here and we want other people to understand that there's a lot, a lot to love about living here. Mm -hmm. I'd like to uh, introduce Scott McKay. Uh, He's the mortgage guy at Edge Home Finance and the latest sponsor of the brian oak show podcast now every new sponsor gets their own show and today scott today are you i mean you feel the hot searing spotlight on you right now are you ready (laughs) uh yes i'm ready (laughs) 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 he's like why does brian talk so much (laughs) before we get into what you do and how you do it and what matters and why it's going to continue to matter let me ask you about you where are you from scott uh I was born in Oklahoma. Tell the truth. It's where the in. winds go yeah, sle- sweeping sorry. down the plain? Yeah, oh, don't a- get me started, man, because I'm like, there's a bright golden <laughs> haze on the meadow. Yeah. Whenever I tell people that, I, I really go
3: into a redneck mother, is what I think of. But <laughs> but it's, a, a
0: much better choice than mine, um, but
3: I happen to be a fan of musical theater. But uh, I, I my my folks moved back to Minnesota, where right after I was born, I was raised in Hopkins. Yep, And...
0: Um, I'm a Minnesota boy through and through. Same. So I was born in Portland, Oregon, but my parents moved back here when I was about one and a half years old. And so I've gone to Oregon probably 30 times, but because I have so much family out there, but this is my home. Minnesota is where I'm from. So you grew up and you start doing this. At what point do you decide I'm a mortgage guy? At what point do you decide this is who and how and what I'm going to do? And you're good at it and you feel comfortable with it. But I mean, we all go through these weird moments, right? we're like oh this happened and here we are well it's uh, i have a master's degree in applied behavior analysis whoa whoa Is whoa, he judging whoa. Us right now? whoa. No, that's new information and he, he
1: almost said and you don't <laughs>
0: yeah. no 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 and like he, and so oh. now suddenly all of my little jumping around over here my little like smart mouth stuff i'm like he's like Tick that box, tick that box, <laughs> tick that box. I've been doing this an analysis real, for a we while. We should call the police. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so, uh, it's a little red flag laws. Know. <laughs> let, let, but let, me ask, let, let me ask you a question because I find that fascinating. A master's degree in it. You liked it enough that you mastered in it. Is it possible for you, because I have friends with masters in film technology. I have friends with masters in music. And I always ask them the same thing. Is it possible for you to just listen to a song without breaking it down to its component elements? If you watch a film, is it possible to just enjoy it without breaking it down to, that lighting sucks, that shot was done from entirely the wrong And so for you, being a behavioral analyst, Analyst? is that right? Well, yeah, I worked with folks with disabilities. Oh, okay, okay. But still, is it possible for you to (laughs) enter into that situation like a normal person, or automatically does the computer brain start working and start influencing what you think and what you're hearing and how you're doing?
3: Uh, No. The only thing I get OCD about is reading books. And when I have to edit a book in my mind... Through the first few pages i just put it aside but they can't spell right
0: they can't you know grammar I, i'm done reading i'm done reading it so well and i think that's fair we only have so many minutes on this planet right and if you're going through something you're like this is fucking trash no thank you we set that down and we move on to the next thing um Related to Sean doing what he does for a living, this is obviously how you two know one another. You're the mortgage guy at Edge Home Finance. Sean, would you like to take it from here and do a little talky talk? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we don't go into our partnerships lately.
1: And so uh, Scott and I actually met a few times to kind of talk about how he goes to market, how he does business. And another thing that's really important to us, Scott absolutely loves music. He's been to Mill City Sound, by the way. Uh, you're one well, of your one of your other I mean, jobs. I yeah. hear you're a
0: Hopkins guy, and yeah. uh, we've we've developed a new term about Main Street down there. We call <laughs> it we call it DoHo now, which <laughs> is downtown Hopkins. I mean, so if you're heading to DoHo and you want to check out the best record store in the Twin Cities, Mill City Sound. But you were saying,
1: yeah, and so you know, as part of this partnership, I'll be transparent about it right away. I'm going to send my clients. Scott to do their business because he's been doing this for so many years and that doesn't happen unless you're good at what you do. The Twin Cities may as well be a thousand people. Everybody knows everybody else. There's like two degrees of separation. So so we sat down and talked about that and mortgages can go wrong, believe it or not. There can be all kinds of challenges. There There are some places that I've seen I'm not speaking for what Scott does for other places where they just are so overloaded with production that you don't get personalized attention and i love the fact that scott is busy but he's not too busy to pick up the phone and call people back he works with a timeline and deadline it gets things done all of these things were were told to me and and proven to me as we talked uh you know through our partnership and through this making sense had that not happened this partnership wouldn't have happened
0: let me ask you a question if you don't mind scott you work for an industry that a lot of people, I think, out there due to previous experience or experience with other people or whatever it may be, they see as faceless. You clearly try to bring a level of humanity and decency and immediacy to it. Why does that matter to you? Why not just make some money? Well, where, where things go wrong in my
3: industry is when communication falls apart. Um, and it's easy now with technology because a lot of times you never see the face that you're working with. So I try to always meet with my clients. Sometimes they don't want that, but I always encourage that because it, if you don't know the person that you're helping, if they're not your client and you don't know each other, it's not going to work very well. well and
0: I th- I think that that's probably almost a universal aspect of human interaction uh, when it comes to business. No matter what you do, you should have a better understanding of the person you're interacting with. But when we're talking about what you do, I mean, I remember sitting down at my first-ever closing, and it was like Monopoly money. I'm like, I don't have fucking $650,000. What are you talking (laughs) about? But then, I mean, so you have to know and you have to trust and you have to rely on the people, the professionals you've hired to represent and take care of the business. And, you know, one one of
3: the things that that makes my life a lot easier is, is... our company over the years has grown, and it's when I say our company, I'm I'm part of a larger organization, Edge all? Edge Home Finance, and we have over six seven hundred loan officers right now, and we have such a great team that there's always somebody who's an expert in something that I might not be at, but all I have to do is is make make a call, send out an email, say this is my situation who has experience with this, and boom, we solved the problem just
0: like that. I believe that Scott McKay just said teamwork makes the dream work.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, you're paraphrasing, I, but that's I, I, yeah, close. No, yeah. I, and
0: I am not trying to diminish what you said because there's really no value like that. Like I work in a company that has – multiple radio stations if i don't know what the hell i'm talking about for instance this morning we decided to do a vikings preview i went over to the sports station plucked (laughs) somebody by hand i'm like can you give us your best two minutes on the vikings coming up this sunday against tampa bay and they did you need to have people who know what they're talking about right exactly i mean mean, that makes all the difference we're going to talk more about this but i hate going too long without a song much like whether i'm working at the record shop or if i'm on the air We go too long without music. I get a little itchy. You have picked a song that was the B-side for Daydream Believer, one of the first songs that they all ever got writing credit on. This is a good... I love the Monkees, and this is a good song, man. Why'd you pick this one? Well,
3: just what you said. When when I was a little boy, my dad bought me uh, one of those little plastic turntables with the lid. Yep. And, uh not that it had where the we little, all started? Like, isn't oh, wish where, I still uh, had. Everybody our yeah. age. Now yeah. again, they
0: sounded like shit. It but had, it, had but had the, it, it was it was magic. It yeah. was it was sorcery. Oh, it was great. And I'm I'm, I'm,
3: I'm I want to age myself here. I was six or seven years old, and I had you know you had the little round adapter, so you yep. put the forty five. So I had "Chewy Chewy Yummy <laughs> Yummy Yummy" by oh, the Ohio Express. Beautiful. Uh, "One Two three Red Light" by forget the name of the band i don't know and then um uh, i think they were all the same people actually uh because none of those and bands and were had, touring bands they were all yeah, studio bands yes, exactly that just cranked out hits and then uh, uh uh then i had um daydream daydream believer yeah and so i'm playing this and i'm six or seven thinking this is the greatest stuff in the world and then i thought What's on the other side? I mean, I, I didn't even know there was another side. Genius. So I flip over, Dating didn't and, and then I heard this, and I thought, this is different. This is music. The other stuff was just you know on the radio and it's bubble gum and yeah, it's pop, which
0: I still love. Yeah, but it, this felt like a real song. Yeah, it? And,
3: and so I'm six or seven, and my 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 mom looks in the my, my bedroom when I'm just jiving to it, and and she she's what are you listening to? And I thought. Music, man. So, so this is it. This is this was my first really awesome song that I really liked. So. Back to me.
4: Floating in the river with a saturated liver, and I wish I could forgive her, but I do believe she meant it when she told me to forget it, and I bet you will forget it when you find me in the morning, wet and drowned, and the world gets round, going down. Stuff under there, I'd like I said, didn't care, but I forgot to leave a note. and next. I so had to stay afloat or soaking wet without a boat, and I knew I should have taken off my shoes. It's front page news going down.
0: Scott McKay, I would like to tell you something about myself. I love learning about music, right? And I've never once been one of those know-it-all guys. Who's like, oh, you know what's interesting about that? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, I, if, if someone tells me something I didn't know before, I don't. I'm never ever like, oh man, of course I knew that. I remember that before they put their first EP. Screw that, man. Keep your eyes and ears open, no matter what we're talking about. What we're talking about music right here. That song you chose is your first song. Obviously great, but it had a bunch of great bra- backing musicians. Now, one of the defining elements of that song was that high-pitched trumpet you hear throughout yeah. the entire song, performed by one Bud Brisbois, who was, A, a member of the Wrecking Crew, probably wow. the most legendary studio band in American music history, the 20th century. Yes, there there was Swampers. There were a bunch of others. But the Wrecking Crew was the Wrecking Crew. Bud Brisbois not only played on the track you just played right there. He was born in Edina, Minnesota, and attended the University of Minnesota. Wow! I did not know that. I literally found that Isn't out that right cool? now. I that's love wild, that song. Man. And I I'd never that. heard that song before. That was that's, outstanding. That's awesome. But, but, and, I, one last thing, and then we'll get back to business at hand. He, as part of the wrecking crew, was probably on. It's estimated 130 plus albums. Herb Alpert, Tony Bennett rosemary clooney nat king cole bobby darren neil diamond duke ellington the fifth dimension the four freshmen lionel hampton herbie hancock henry mancini dean martin billy may and i'm going to run out of breath because i'm an old man i'm not halfway through the list of the people he played with and he's on that song right there look at you finding magic at a young age well the i i I didn't know what a saturated liver was at the time Um, well i mean we we, we so, live and learn don't but, yeah. but there are some things only age can teach us
3: after going through uh what i all the other music i had all of a sudden i heard this bass line i heard this rhythm i heard the i mean it's just jive and swinging and i'm like is this what music's supposed to sound like and it was now it was years later before i found anything else that caught me like that did but that was to me that was so different than anything I'd heard on the radio or anywhere else. So.
0: I have an, uh, I, I have a couple of, of my go-to catchphrases. Luckily, I don't have them up like accessories on the wall here. But one of them is we don't get to pick what we love, right? You don't know when that hook is going to grab mm-hmm. you by the side of the mouth and pull you in a certain direction. And that could be like, oh, this is the best fried chicken sandwich I've ever had. Or it could be this song. I'm now going to listen to it 15 times in a row. <laughs> I, I wish I was joking, but yeah. I'm not. I mean, like, you hear that song, you're like, is that right? Is that, is that how that worked? Let me ask you another question, if you don't mind, Scott Mackay, the mortgage guy from uh, Edge Home Finance. You were a roadie and a light guy and a sound guy for a local band. I want to ask you a question about that, and I want you to be very honest with me. Was it because you were excellent at all three of those, or because you were the only guy who had a station wagon that could move all the gear around? Well, I'd like to think it was because they were all my friends and they disliked <laughs> me. But I think it was I had the station wagon. <laughs> they probably liked you anyway. Okay, of those three things then. Roadie, which has got to suck. Just moving gear all the time. Light guy sounds a little more interesting. Sound guy sounds great to me. But again, I've never done any of them. What was your favorite about all those?
3: Uh, You know, you don't. Know, get to meet the girls doing any of those things so, not even sound guy no no, what? no no you're just the guy in the background while they're all stuff. hanging out with the
0: girls you get to take the amplifiers <laughs> much. Son um,
3: actually uh, i i continue to do sound i've done that for at, at churches for the last 20 years but um that that's a lot of fun that was that was always a lot of fun for me what was the name of the local band oh it was our high school band it was all my buddies it was they
0: were called easy way out Easy way. See, it's not bad. It's one of my favorite questions because every single musician you've ever heard of was in a crap cover band at some point when they were very young. And they everybody, if you don't work your way up from the bottom, if you're suddenly like, I'm a superstar, first time I ever tried anything, obviously you have friends and connections. But for everybody else who's out there working their tail off and maybe not even hoping to make it their dream, it's just fun to play music, right? Yeah. It's fun to be a part of that scene. And so I always ask them, like, what was the name of your first band? they're like, I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> well there's still
3: some of them are still playing you know coffee houses and playing small
0: venues good here for them town, because so. it means it matters to them oh, yeah. i, I but, love that sort of and i don't think any of them harbor any sort of illusions that one day they're going to be uh, at the mtv music awards you know i mean it's just but they like playing music they like doing it that's kind of actually that's a big part of the sort of fuel of this show wouldn't you say yeah i mean i think with With both
1: Brian and I, it's a big part of our own spirituality, whatever that is. You know, of of that energy and just feeling connection and that sort of thing. It sounds like you're kind of like minded. I have a question for you. First of all, we got to mention your NLMS number. Do it now, which I have right here: three three two oh six eight. We need to do that because you're a mortgage guy, and they require that.
0: And so that's just that was six digits, right? That was six. Say it one more time because I already, I already three three
1: two oh six eight. Thank you. And at the end of this, we're going to give people your phone number and that jazz as well but i have a question for you so ryan always asks me why remax results i'm going to ask you the same question because i know there's people that say oh i've got a bank i've got uh, my credit union i've got a friend of a friend who is a mortgage person why did you ch- uh, choose edge home finance and what's different about that than somebody just going to their bank or that sort of thing
3: well at, at the time uh, i was really thinking of getting out of the industry yeah Um, I was very unhappy with the, the, all the opportunities out there and, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and I'd worked for, for banks. I'd worked for correspondent lenders, which I'm not going to explain the difference. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. We try not to punch down
0: on this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. We try <laughs> not to punch
3: down. I don't,
0: want to, I don't want to hear crickets quite
3: that quickly. <laughs> um, so, so I, you know, out of the blue, somebody called me and they said, you know, they're looking the, over here and this is, you know, there's some good guys. And so I went over and met with them and I, I like the people. That's what it really came down to. And then the system is supportive. Uh, incredibly We have incredible uh, lenders that we work with, and they have incredible representatives that assist us and help us. And and it, it's a it's a instead of you know I, why shouldn't we do this deal? It's how do we make this deal happen in every circumstance? It's it's about making. The, the dreams of these people come true. So that's what I liked about these folks. They had incredibly talented support staff. And, this, you know, it's really I, what makes this industry work. What, what makes a good loan officer is not the loan officer. It's the support staff. And with good support staff, anything's possible.
1: Yeah, you said mention. Uh, you mentioned uh, people's dreams coming true. I've been at closings where people are crying, and it's not my fault. They're actually happy. about It's because the, the stack, stack of <laughs>
0: four hundred pieces of paper they have <laughs> yes, to sign exactly. in front of us. Is it's that the writer's it is?
1: cramp, I think, yeah, and the exactly. eventual carp- I'm carpal tunnel. I, I no. ruined a really pretty no, people, precious moment. No, but people have been in tears at closings because it's such a big deal for them, and um, I think our job, both of our jobs, are to mitigate stress and that sort of thing. But Edgehold Finance, I mean, it's it, it's a brokerage, right? So yes. that, that that's the other thing that I think is a key point. And people, the average person... I don't know what that means. What well, does that's, it mean a, I, that's what I wanted to, my next question was, tell people the difference between a brokerage and just going to a typical lender, that sort of thing.
3: Well, uh, bro- we have agreements with 20, 30 different lenders. Okay. And some of them specialize in... Uh, Self-employed people, business owners, some of them specialize in VA for veterans. Some of them specialize in all types of different, different people. And when I say different products, but it's really they specialize in different people. And so we have all these opportunities to basically solve the financial questions of anyone in any situation. Rather than a lot of the, the lenders out there at banks they they are bread and butter, they're very narrow in what they're able to do, or their systems are are kind of ancient. Yeah, I don't know how else to say yeah. it. They're <laughs> kind of ancient.
0: Well, the world's always evolving, right? Yeah. You said something very important to me, Scott, and you said it's less about the agent than about the support staff. And I believe that rock and roll and music in general, no matter what kind of music you're doing, it could be hip-hop, it could be weird, old-school, back porch, whatever. The people who set up the stage... The people who tend to the sound, you as a sound guy know this, the people who are working the merch booth, without all of that, without security, without ticket takers, without that, nobody gets the rock show. So they get the glory. Everyone else is doing yeoman's work. They are doing important things to make things move forward. And someone who I think embodies that as much as anyone I've ever heard is the next artist that you've picked. I have had the supreme privilege and luxury of interviewing this person twice and... I don't even want to say another word. I want you to tell me why you love this artist and why you love this song. Back when you were talking about the the horn
3: player on the previous song, Being From Edina, originally I was just going to do three three artists that had connections with the Twin Cities. And um, I fell in love with Willie Murphy long ago, long, long, long ago. And I did not know he produced this album i didn't know
0: that either really wow. yes
3: and they did it here in the to- in in uh
0: minneapolis i knew that that there was recorded here i didn't know willie murphy oh, he, was the producer he played on four or five of, of the tracks um always learning like and the, i said and the
3: the harp player on this is is a very well-known uh, uh harmonica player but the, this was done here in the Twin Cities, and Willie Murphy, who I and then somebody said, "Did you know Willie Murphy did her first album?" And I never had heard her first album. Wow! So I sat down and listened. This is this is you know a long time ago. Uh, so I sat down and listened to it. I was probably twenty years old or something, nineteen years old, and I thought, "Oh my lord, I've never heard anything like this." And this this cha- opened up a whole nother type of music for me. So this 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 was one of my favorite songs off that album. ¶¶
0: up, there was no Bonnie Raitt in my life, and then I got married, and my wife was a spectacularly giant Bonnie Raitt fan, and then suddenly there was all the Bonnie Raitt in my life. I've heard that record so many times, and it doesn't get tiresome. She is... I I mentioned very briefly the two times I interviewed her, the best time ever, and this is just, I I love this story. It was at the state fair. She was going to be performing at the grandstand that night, and I went to interview her backstage earlier in the day. And because, I mean, you've seen that gigantic flowing red mane of hair she has, right? She's gorgeous. So she makes it like that by putting in old-school curlers, about oh, yeah. about the bigger than a toilet roll. Like, I mean, the biggest curl <laughs> as you can imagine. She came out and she's like, Brian, so nice to meet you. I don't I hope you don't care that I look like this. I'm like, I think you look amazing. <laughs> she she was incredible and then went on to be one of the nicest people I've ever met. Her brother has spent his almost his entire life here in Minnesota, I believe. Uh, I absolutely love that one. So nice pick, Scott. I appreciate that. So my friend Sean Bernard and our newer friend, although I've known him for a while, Scott McKay, the uh, the mortgage guy at edge home finance are here together because they work together on the regular. And if I didn't trust either of these people, I would never ask you to trust them. Tell me what's up and what moving forward, right? Like I know we're heading into a slower time of the year, but people are still changing and moving and doing their thing when it comes to changing locations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Life happens. So you, you know, you're, you're going to want to, uh, to make a change. You can talk to me about the real estate side, by the way, even if you already have a realtor, you please contact me. Scott, and at least get a second opinion from him. A couple of very quick things. The big hot topic right now is the interest rates. Oh my gosh, the interest rates. First things I say to people are, well, you're paying somebody's mortgage, right? You're, 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 you're If you're renting, somebody else is, is getting their mortgage paid for by your uh, lease and your rent amount that you have every month. The other thing I th- I think it's important for people to note is that you can buy points down. We did with our our loan with our our home. We bought uh, points to be able to make that uh, interest rate lower. Can you talk about that for just a couple of seconds, and then we'll I know we got to wrap things up.
0: So. I'm not in a hurry. I mean, yeah. if it makes it more affordable for the average individual, I'm a big fan.
3: Well, what a lot of people think that buying rate. Well, I'm not going to buy rates down. Well. What my job is, is to make this fit your lifestyle. Make that payment fit into what you're trying to accomplish. And sometimes buying a rate down can be extremely affordable and save you thousands and thousands of dollars over the life of that loan. So it, it is definitely a strategy that you should, everybody should at least look at and make a decision on. And not just out of hand say, that's not for me. Because it might really make a big difference in your long-term future.
0: Oh, and long-term future. You never think your long-term future is going to get here. And then you wake up one day and you're like, oh, shit, my long-term (laughs) future. Damn it. (laughs) Scott Mackay, the mortgage guy at Edge Home Finance, his phone number is 612-875-4338. And I have to imagine that Edge Home Finance has an online destination as well. Yes.
1: Yeah, and you're on Facebook as well. <laughs> and, We're going to tag and you it is,
0: Hang on. <laughs> I'm assuming it's edgehomefinance.com. It
3: is edgehomefinance.com. <laughs> Team member,
0: Scott McKay. I've heard yeah. of that guy, M-K-Y-E. All right, no, so, but no, how that, you spell it. I just it did you. that phonetically so
1: you wouldn't say McKay all the how time. How dare
0: you? I yeah. grew up listening to Fugazi and Ian McKay. That's I right. know yeah. how to say McKay.
1: So it's actually M-C-Capital-K-A-Y. K. I am deeply offended. I am deeply <laughs> wow. offended
0: right now. You've spelled it phonetically for me. Yes, I did. Like I was someone... Uh, f-
1: I also did it for myself, <laughs> just so
0: you know, because I knew I would say McKay. Well,
3: and I've never heard my name pronounced correctly so many times in such a short <laughs> period. <so. laughs>
0: you know what's weird is growing up, uh, you know, that very first day of class, they sit you down and they take oh. attendance for the first time ever. Literally every year between first grade and sixth grade. Brian Oakey. Brian Oakey. I'm like, oh, no, Brian Oak. (laughs) Like, you don't ever pronounce the E at the end of a word unless you're in Japan. That's not how it works here. But here we are. Scott McKay. (laughs) <laughs> oh you totally you got it in my head you got in my head scott mckay thank you very very much i appreciate it last question for you because we're going to play one right. more song that you chose and i love the band you chose i'm going to ask you a really weird esoteric question and you can answer as openly or as guardedly as you like if you didn't do what you do now what's the one thing like i'll give you an example I wish I was a ninja who specialized in hang gliding, and I could cast down my shuriken from above. If you had a fantasy (laughs) life you may have lived, what might it have looked like?
3: You know, I wouldn't have a job. I'd be a grandpa and a dad. And, you know, I just want some family to say, you'd make a great grandpa. We'll pay him to do that. So.
0: That's what I would do. That's pretty fantastic. Well, it sounds like it's time to talk to someone's family, because that <laughs> that's a much more realistic vision than my hang gliding ninja thing <laughs> that I just came I, up I'm with. A, there.
3: I don't really like
0: heights, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going there. Actually, I don't either, but it just sounded cool. It felt like a good video game. we got to call it a show, uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thanks to our friends at Smart Start MN. Thank you, Sean Bernard. Yep, thank you. Scott, thank you for the partnership, too. We look forward to working with you. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Uh, and also thanks to our friends at AudioQuip. They're the ones who make this all possible in the sense that we have real microphones and all the good things. So here we are. Uh, we got to call it. But, oh, no, you're not done yet, my good man. Oh, no, no. Those headphones go right back on, Mr. Uh, no <laughs> Scott McKay. Um, you have one more song, uh, and you don't have to justify it. But I I love this band. So you can yep. tell me that they're your least favorite band, and I'd still disagree with you to enjoy that we're going to play this. But you picked a different song than most people would pick. I would like you to tell me about your choice of this band and this song.
3: Well, I picked the band because back in 2004, my daughter was going to school at Colorado in uh, in Boulder, came back and just rifled through my collection of music <laughs> yeah, and nice. stole everything. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Katie, Anything Katie, while, right? you, you know you did that. Yep, been there. So she took this CD back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. So... In 2003, I was the coolest dad in Colorado because nobody had heard this out there, and all the kids. And it it was—I don't know what year this was done. Actually, oh, this is like 81
0: or 82, something like that.
3: So this is a 20-year-old cd at the time and he she took it to colorado and they went crazy over it and they by they do you the, mean the other entire students, state of colorado well the, the, the <laughs> entire city of all right. of, of boulder all right. no, no, well no. good for them because you know what they could use a little learning all the freshmen all the freshmen at the at university of colorado but the uh but this was my favorite song on it and i i'd heard so the suburbs play when when the suburbs played at, at nightclubs and stuff yeah. they were so loud I mean, they were, yeah. the place was just so loud and so rocking. But when you got the CD and you're listening to it, you know, and, and you're like, oh my God, that's a fantastic song. <laughs> yeah. But when you're hearing it with, you know, a thousand other people and you can't hardly hear anything, it's like, oh, these guys are fun, but these guys are really talented. And I really love this song.
5: said, listen, I'll take care of it. I said, well, I've done some pretty bad things in my life. Had a few drinks, told a few lies. He said, listen, I'll put you on the guest list. Oh. With a the B, play. There I be. With the B a B, Mutual watching TV the other day and the phone rang. well it was God and he said I was talking to my son he said you've been uh, abusing some of uh, your privileges I said who me? A the dance of a million scattered feet beakless, beakless grins stuffed with flaming cheese, flowering war Oil, soup, rub, give me this dance, give me this dance, allow me what I have already begun, my fingers on your trumpet to stir the fevered loins.